Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of All Things Russell on Laker Country 104.9. WJRS in the studio this morning, Jeff Hoover, along with co-host Tony Kerr. And uh, Tony, first football game tonight. I, I know you're excited. This community seems to be really excited as the Lakers take on Adair County tonight. Uh, meet the Laker event last night at uh, Ron Finley Field. Great turnout. Oh, yeah, a lot of people there. You had nice food trucks and a lot of vendors. I was uh, a little surprised at how many people showed up. But they recognized the, the youth league. and uh, I mean, everybody on up from kindergarten, you know, to play the flag football. That may be an annual event, but we're glad to see a lot of people out last night. Hope to see even more tonight. Yeah, something that uh, hasn't been done for several years and and just bringing people together the night before uh, the first game, the kickoff of the season. As you said, to see all those uh, young kids, youth leaguers, parents get to see their kids recognized. And that's all about building a program. And and I know you've talked to Coach Lucas Ford uh, several times, our new football coach. And I know you're very excited about uh, – his work ethic and what he wants to do for our football program. Jeff, he's got a lot more kids out, and that means a lot of kids are buying into to what he is doing as the coach. Uh, very hands-on. Uh, he's a very easygoing guy. It's going to see uh, – I interviewed him and asked him what kind of game face he has. Uh, he said, <laughs> well, it's a little different. The kids will see it. He, like, he said he likes to drink about four cups of coffee. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of excitement, and uh, hopefully Russell County can get a win tonight. The last season – on Finley Field. Yeah. It's uh, since it's 1969. Yes. One of our sponsors, Impact Apparel, had uh, some really nice shirts made up, and I'm sure when people see those, uh, and it's uh, it's it's about that. You know, the last season, it's got the scoreboard, and in uh, 19 minutes and 69 seconds, that signifies the first year there. Uh, and then it's got the the new football field on the back. So it's, just, so it's pretty cool. Brian Walters and company, one of our sponsors yep. uh, on football. It's uh, really neat. A lot of history on that field, Jeff, uh, not just for the high school, but you take, uh, you know, the grade schools and back in the day, uh, you go back a long way in 1959. And uh, even before that, you look at what all has been played on that field. Yeah, yeah, a lot of history. And as you said, the last year on Ron Finley Field, I hope the new stadium, I hope it continues to be Ron Finley Field. You know, that's something we need to ask. I think it, I think it will. I think it does. I mean, uh, but we'll ask probably try to get some clarification on that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, tonight, 7 o'clock kickoff, Russell County, Adair County. You, Josh Branscombe, Derek Aaron will be on the radio uh, at 6.30. Um, Audie Hammond also helping out this year uh, on the stats. I know you're excited to have Audie back in the booth with us. He did, and, right, he did the games along with his brother Greg for several years. Several years, yeah. Uh, here on the radio, former Laker player, one of my teammates, uh, just a great guy. You got Zach uh, Oaks going to be there. Going to be taking the photos. The photos, some of the best photos. I'm going to get those to the website. And uh, we're really excited just about our broadcast team and about bringing uh, the coverage to you of, uh, of our team. And uh, hopefully it's going to be a good result. Yeah, I mean, obviously you and Josh do such a wonderful job of play-by-play and Josh's color commentary and uh, adding Derek to the broadcast team. Uh, Derek Aaron will be down on the field with a wireless mic, uh, able to – you know, uh, stay up to date on what's happening down on the field with injuries and 
things like that. Also, uh, something a little different this year. Uh, Derek is going to interview Coach Ford as he walks off the field at halftime. I know you guys talked about that last night. Uh, you get uh, you get the real feelings of a coach when it's halftime and the first half is over and you go into the locker room. and Especially co- maybe if the, the half ended on a bad note or yeah. a bad call. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be something different. We're looking forward to that. And, of course, Zach with his photos and have those up on social media. So uh, looking forward to it. Kickoff 7 o'clock. Tony, Josh, Derek, the gang will be on the radio at 630 uh, this evening. That's right. Jeff, big week here. Back to school uh, session. Uh, school back in session on Wednesday, and uh, we're going to later on this morning. We're going to have one of our guests in the studio. Will be uh, uh, Jackie Greider with the uh, school resource officers. He's been there for 25 years. The biggest, I think, the biggest change was the announcement that you will not be allowed to pull into those parking lots uh, any sooner than 15 minutes, and that is a secure, big security issue. I think, uh, and Jackie will explain that more, but you don't want people, and these are just parents, it's not like, uh, but to keep the campus secure, you don't want people who are there you know, for an hour, and, and they were getting that in some of the elementary schools. Uh, some people were there longer than an hour, and so you got people sitting in cars that long, and uh, it's created a little bit uh, of a, a traffic situation. I know in Jamestown, you said maybe yesterday that uh, they they can't pull into the parking lot, so they're just stopping on the highway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which you can't do either. You can get a ticket for that. Well, they, they were backed up in line, you backed know, try, in. trying to get in. Was uh, it? Was it? Uh, and it was after school was out, but it was just you, you know, and they'll but you work have to through wait fifteen that. minutes after that uh, at Russell Springs, which is one of the issues there. Uh, they're just they're just parking in the emergency lane and backed up to about Mark Bernard Estates. If people know where that is, yep. you can't, you're not supposed to do that either. I think it'll work out. I know in drop-offs of a morning at the middle school where I go, it's been as, it's been as easy as it comes. They, they've rerouted some buses, and they're not uh, you know cross-traffic there. Uh, it's gone about as easy as I've ever seen it. You're just yep. in and out, as they say, at 720. Now, I'm not there at 7 or uh, a little before when it opens it's uh, 645. But uh, so far at the, at the middle school, which has a lot of students and the high school, I think it's going pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But we're going to hear from Jackie uh, Grider here in a few moments. First of all, this morning, we want to talk uh, with our friend, a very special guest, uh, Shirley Robertson Dalton. Shirley is with the Russell County Health Department or Lake Cumberland District Health Department. And um, Shirley is kind enough to join us this morning. And Good morning, Shirley. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so very much. Well, we are glad to have you, and uh, uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the new guidelines from the Centers for Deep Disease Control with regard to COVID, but um, uh, maybe share with us just a little history of, of uh, where we started with COVID and, and things that were put in place and, and maybe where we are now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's been a long road for sure, uh, mm-hmm. not only for our community, but for the Lake Cumberland District Health Department and for Russell County, for that matter. Um, but the Lake Cumberland District Health Department, when we uh, first uh, saw that COVID was going to be um, somewhat of a uh, um, an issue, we weren't sure that we were, <laughs> wasn't sure that it was going to be as big and as longer uh, time frame as it was, but we responded, of course, um, just like a public health department, of course, would, 
And uh, there've been a lot of significant changes, of course, over the, the this length of time, a year and a half, a, two years, I guess, is why we've been dealing with COVID. But in the beginning, of course, um, at our public health department in the 10 county area, and also too, just in Russell County, um, we pretty much pulled every person that worked for the health department working uh, on COVID. Um, they took, um, we now, took- now That means yeah. people that were doing lots of other different jobs you had to pull them away from those jobs yes i mean people that uh, of course uh, all the way from our clerks of course to uh, our diabetes department um, our health education department environmental department um, basically everybody was working mm. COVID at that particular time and we had never experienced anything of course like this and um, we were basically heavily involved of course in uh, contact uh, tracing, contact tracing, uh, sharing, of course, updated uh, guidelines within the community um, and helping uh, with managing resources, of course, uh, within uh, the district because uh, if you were quarantined or if you were isolated, um, you know, that cut off your resources to groceries, of course, to yep. medical supplies if you were at home, you know, isolating or quarantined. So, um, but then uh, what's so amazing about Russell County is that law enforcement got involved, uh, many, many organizations got involved, um, of course, even uh, media did, uh, that was a big essential thing. And then uh, our, our medical, um, um, our medical facilities also our hospitals our schools i can't say enough about everybody just coming together working trying to get through this yeah so. yeah and, and you know early on tony when we've talked about it uh, uh no one really knew what to expect mm. uh and seemed like every week we obviously knew new set of guidelines or this or that and and you know it was new to everyone and everyone mm. Uh, from the public health officials to, to school systems to court systems. I mean, we were all dealing with uh, sort of a moving target, but it was a moving target that was unknown and had never been dealt with before. That's, that's exactly right. And then, of course, you know, as uh, we became a little more familiar with it and learned a little bit about it, uh, to protect ourselves as far as uh, community is concerned. Um, then the vaccination, uh, the vaccine came out, which we were very, very uh, glad of that. And so then uh, our duties actually shifted at the public health department. Um, so as the vaccines become available, of course, uh, our role was to get uh, the community vaccinated and yep. to get that information about that vaccine out to the community so that they would be comfortable uh, yep. in coming in and getting that vaccine. And, 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 and that was an issue I know early on is people, well, do you really need to take the vaccine? Is it safe? And there's so much misinformation. And, you know, I think... Uh, and Jeff, politics got involved. Politics got which involved. Which is the worst thing you can have when you have a pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was very unfortunate. It became very political. Even the simple thing of wearing a mask, you know, became so political. Uh whether or not to get the vaccine became so political at federal and state level, Tony, mm -hmm. we, we saw it. Um, surely we, we went through a short period of time where uh, things seemed to be leveling off with regard to COVID and people were moving on. And, 
you know, for lack of a better description, it was in the rearview mirror, I think, for a lot of folks. But then in the last month, six weeks, two months, uh, we've seen another little surge in COVID numbers. Tell us about that. We have a, we've had um, some, yes, we have. Uh, Russell County um, um, has had cases, of course, on the rise, like you said. However, they have fallen slightly on the report uh, that we get each week, uh, and they, they kind of um, decreased uh, somewhat uh, since the 12th uh, of this last month. Uh, we've been in the yellow in the past four weeks, so that's good. And when I say yellow um, on the map, you can go uh, to the Lake Cumberland District Health Department's um, website and see exactly where we're at. Um, yellow is, um, of course, about moderate. Uh, the, 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 the cases are, are rising somewhat or maybe staying steady. Right. We want to stay out of the red is what we want to do. And so um, on the Lake Cumberland District um website, uh, you can uh, see that report, those reports and see where we're at in those maps of uh, what our county is in. Um, so green, we all want to be green. That's kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. that green is the best color as far as on the map is concerned. But um, that website, of course, is um, lcdhd.org. Okay. And uh, you, it, we keep it updated on a weekly basis. Or you can go to the CDC website as well. And the yeah. governor. He has, and the and governor. He is the same one. And, yes. and I will say Zach Oaks and Derek Aaron here, every week they, they report do. that. And, That's released you know, on Friday, Jeff? Is it done on Friday? I, I think so. Yes. Uh, and they, they have it on the first of the following mm-hmm. week. and. Here's where we are, you know, and they, they do a great job of keeping up with that. Um, something we want to talk about, surely, is we're, we're in the yellow uh, four consecutive weeks now, um, w- which is good. One of the things that, that I know uh, is probably, I'm guessing, is frustrating is for, for you all in the public health field is the guidelines that keep changing uh, from the CDC. And I noticed last week or maybe the week before, some totally new guidelines were issued with regard uh, to COVID. Yes, uh, the guidelines, of course, have recently changed, and they continue uh, to change as far as that is. And uh, we've kind of learned to live with the virus in one sense. I think our yeah. communities kind of, uh, the scare has kind of uh, they've gotten away from that a little bit. And uh, and I think the reason why that is is because of the availability of the vaccine, but also to um, the information that we're, we're giving them as far as um, um, updated information. But... Um, the guidelines can be very, very confusing, especially since uh, it is changing. And um, but I just uh, want to say that uh, you want to stress that we we are still, of course, having plenty of cases, of course, in not only the Lake Cumberland District area but also too around the state. Are we seeing, uh, even with the new cases, are we seeing that they are less severe in consequences as a rule? Uh, than they were a year ago. Yeah. Well, the current variants uh, that uh, that's circulating right now is called, and you know, I am definitely not a, uh, not an expert at this, but um, it's called a BA five, uh, which uh, seems to be causing, of course, less severity um, and, of course, fewer deaths. Mm-hmm. So, um, vaccines, of course, is still useful. Um, uh, getting uh, your vaccine and then making sure that you get boosted. Uh, is Shirley, something. when should you get, if 
I've been vaccinated. I've had one booster, and the booster was last fall. Now, how long is that good for? What do mm-hmm. I need to do next? Uh, well, that's a really good question. And, of course, uh, it's an in, on an individual basis, and all you have to do is just call the health department and talk to our nurse, um, Bridget King is very good. She's very versed on all that. And, you know, I I hate to say this, but, you know, most of the cases that we have as far as COVID is concerned is on an individual basis. And we have to kind of figure out, um, you know, where where we're at as far as that. But vaccines is concerned. There is a guideline. I didn't bring it today. And, Tony, I'm really sorry about that. But um, that's a good question. And uh, Miss Bridget at her health department could answer that like just like that. Are, are, are we seeing uh, a majority of ca- Is it fair to say that a majority of cases are unvaccinated? Yes, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Now, we are seeing um, a, a rise in people that uh, that are uh, getting the, 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 the virus. But uh, like I said before, it's very not as severe. Okay, mm-hmm. we're not seeing as many hospitalizations and we're not seeing, seeing as much death is concerned. So the vaccinations, uh, they will decrease uh, the, um, uh, uh, the severity and we still recommend uh, that uh, that some that everyone uh, get vaccinated. Surely, uh, and and some some cases are influenza and COVID. Yes. So you're are you you're still recommending people get a flu shot? Absolutely. With that. Absolutely, and they can get a flu shot. Um, the way I understand, they can get a flu flu shot the same day that they can get their vaccination as well. But vaccinations are still the best way to reduce, of course, the risk and uh, of the severity of the infection. And um, the CDC, of course, the Center for Disease Control, has approved vaccinations for everyone six months and up. Yeah. So at the beginning, we didn't have that, but right. we do now. And all of those are available at your public health department. And so if someone is listening, they have decided up to this point not to be vaccinated, they can call the health department at 343-2184 and speak to someone and can get that process started. And, um, you know, I had my vaccinations at the health department. Very simple process, very quick process. In and out. Um, Did you have any so, reactions from them? That's the. That's the. You know, I did not. Uh, I had to sit there for thirty minutes because <laughs> of my health history. Uh, you know, being a diabetic and, and and things, so I had to sit there and but had no reactions whatsoever. And got up, and walked out, and was fine. And they did. Uh, a lot of people were uh, a little. Um, I don't want to say aggravated, but you know, uh, like Jeff was saying, you know, we if you have a a pre-existing health problem for the most part um, and you're on that list of the different conditions we do ask that you stay um, you know 30 minutes after you get your vaccination and we're equipped if something happens that you do have a reaction that we are very much so uh, ready to take care of that and take care of you so you know that was just a precaution reasons for um, you know allergic reaction yeah I actually <laughs> enjoyed my 30 minutes I went around I was talking to Shirley and talking yes. to different workers and and then once the nurse came and said, I couldn't find you. I thought something had happened. I'm supposed to be checking on you. I yeah. said, I'm just walking around talking. Well, you know, everybody knows him just like everybody knows Tony, you know. So we just, you know, we just took that advantage to go ahead and talk to him. So that, that was good. That was good. And, you know, our government officials, or county officials for that matter, have been very, very supportive 
um, of our vaccine clinics and um, have showed up and have gotten their vaccinations. And we were very, very um, pleased with that because um, of the leaders of our county you know, going ahead and just taking that initiative and doing that. Judge Robertson did a great job as the exec. He did an excellent job. He was one of our biggest supporters. Another one was our school system. I can't say enough about Michael Mm -hmm. Ford. Um, uh, Mr. Ford, he was excellent as far as working with us, uh, with the cases that was coming into the schools. And then um, our nursing homes, our Russell County Hospital was excellent as well. So, you know, we just came together as a community, and that's what we do every time when something like this happens. You you know, Mr. Ford, you know, he's got a mass email of several hundred people, you know, in the school system. And as school board attorney, I'm on that uh, email list, distribution list. And it was like clockwork every night he would send to, you know, everyone associated with the school district, Tony, staff, teachers, personnel, school bus, everybody that's on there. You know, he'd send his nightly report. Here, here's here's where we are today. And, and, and uh, not only was it informative, but... It created, in my opinion, a sense of we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, that's what a good leader does. And, and I'm like, surely I, I appreciated him doing that. Uh, yeah, and I don't good. know when the man sleeps, but, uh, but I, we are. Look, he, he sleeps. I accuse him of sending emails on that delayed uh, send, you yes. know. <laughs> you know he, so he'll send it at 2.30 in the morning and your phone buzzes and you think he's up? No, he's sound asleep. He's sound asleep. <laughs> no, yeah, well, he does he, a great job. Yes, yeah. he does, and I can't say enough about him. And I was in Macquarie County yesterday working, and um, you know, man alive, it, they know him up there. You know, I met with the new superintendent up there yesterday, and I said, "You don't happen to know Michael Ford?" And he was just like, "Yeah, he's my mentor. I just talked to him this morning." So you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's he, great. He's, he's good. We we are so fortunate to have him. Um, but I do want to say, as far as you know, you were talking about the masking um you know we still recommend of course that masking uh in an indoor situation with with a with close contact in a large group we still encourage that uh, the n95 mask or uh, we feel like is the best to protect you um, but also too you know, cloth mask and uh, surgical mask are also very very effective uh, especially um, if you don't have an N95 and sometimes those are not available so we we really do um, uh, emphasize that especially in a, in a large group in close you know close area uh, close uh, proximity with each other do you all have masks if somebody doesn't have one we we do we do not we we provided the school with mask for uh, at the very beginning and the school has a, a, a big supply of masks right now but as far as just giving them out to the general public uh, we don't but if you do come in for services at the health department we have them really readily available right there you know so uh, we're still wearing masks in our clinic areas and I think most medical facilities are as well mm-hmm. so we want to make sure we continue to uh, to uh, protect you know as far as the community is concerned but like Jeff said as far as the guidelines are concerned right now uh, close contact um, uh, people uh, we you don't have to uh, if you're in close contact with somebody, you don't have to, to um, you just monitor your symptoms for about 10 days from exposure. And, you, you know, you just wear your mask, of course. Uh, so, so the days of you being in contact with someone who tests positive and therefore you've got a quarantine for 10 days, those days are over. No, just monitor and make sure that you're not showing any symptoms. If you do start showing symptoms, you know, go ahead and get tested. 
you know, that's the responsible thing to do. But, uh, you know, at the very beginning, you know, if you were in close contact with somebody, then, you know, you were in for 10 days. Yeah. But uh, now it's it's not that way, um, especially if you're, you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, that makes it even uh, less a risk of you, uh, you know, contact, you know, being contact but uh, with the covid I, I would say that every single person in russell county has been somewhat affected you know by uh, this particular virus and uh, it's something that we'll probably never forget for sure yeah either had it directly or family members had it or someone they're close to yes and knew that especially in the very beginning we we pretty much everyone probably knows in russell county at least one person uh that is expired or you know um because of the virus and which is very very sad but um on a positive note you know uh, the public health department is still you know actively um uh, of course on top of the, the the recent data anyway that the cdc guidelines uh, provide for us and uh we're just uh, we do what we we're, we're doing as far as the the public health department is concerned. We're we're there for the public. And Shirley, before we let you go, anyone who has questions, uh, concerns, new guidelines, whatever, mm-hmm. just need to call the health department, right? They, yeah, they can call our health department and talk to our our, our nurse uh, there or our clerks. They're very versed on that. Or also, too, uh, you know, we all have daily updates on our website, uh, which is lcdhd.org. Or you can call, uh, or not call, but go on the CDC website as well, and that's www.cdc.org. Uh, I'm sorry, dot, dot .gov. Oh, yeah, I, and I just got a message. We just talked about it earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and my neighbor said that she and her husband uh, had been vaccinated and boosted. Uh, and they are confused over when to get the next one. But we just talked about that. Yes. So they they would need to call. My booster was last fall. Mm-hmm. They said uh, they were told six months, and then someone said four months. Yes. And they're very confusing. They should call the health department. They should call the health department. And not only that, you are exactly right. They it was, and that's why I don't I, I don't want to just give you some some just you know information that's not um, uh, true. I guess you could say is that it was a longer period of time and now it's shortened and that's why that we keep saying as far as the cdc just keeps changing and keeps changing those guidelines and even right. for the the booster so you know just keep in touch with the health department we'd be glad to talk to anyone for that matter about that so we are all about the public and serving the public and we're we're there for a community of russell county surely we're sure. quick and uh, yeah. we, we've got to move on uh We've all been through COVID fatigue. Uh, how's it been on your staff? I know the, your your director, he, he retired, and I don't think necessarily just over that, but uh, uh, a lot of people have uh, that were able to retire, they they retired not just in the health department, but other places, schools, whatever. Yes. Uh, there, there's been a lot of change of staff uh, over a 10-county area. I think that it did take a toll on a lot of people, and, you know, people that could retire, I think, went ahead and retired. Um, we... we we just had so many long hours and it was so stressful and you know it got people really thinking about retirement if they could and uh so yeah we've had a lot of changeover now we have a new director now which is amy thomason and she's doing a fine job she did an excellent job and she kind of took over um after sean crabtree left and uh, so we're really looking forward to the next few years with her 
Uh, and is the health uh, department at full staff? Everybody, all we, positions we, filled? We are at full staff. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, our website, of course, has a, a few openings, job openings. And so check that out as far as employment opportunities is concerned. But, uh, you know, we're always looking for good people to, uh, to, to come on board. Well, Shirley, we appreciate you and the health department, all that you do. And it's always good to see you, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, Jeff. And listen, thank you so much, WJRS, WJKY, for uh, having us and being such a good supporter of our well, public health you. department. Thank you. Shirley Robertson Dalton with the uh, Russell County Health Department and Lake Cumberland District Health Department. We appreciate her uh, so much and all the work uh, that the health department does. And, uh, Tony, I mean, what a what a scary thing we've lived through and, and yeah, still dealing two, with. Two years know. and four months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff, you know, and and there's still a lot of people who who don't believe in this vaccine. Uh, I got vaccinated, and people and people ask you and said, "Well, why did you get vaccinated?" Simple, Rick Miles. Yep. He was my doctor until he retired, and he said it was safe. And you know, I trusted him all those years. He said it was safe. He took the first one, so I guess I'll have to stick with Rick. He's a lot smarter uh, than I am, and certainly knows a lot more about medicine. So I just say, well, ask Rick Miles. Is all I can say. Well, and, and you know, we still have people that are very intelligent uh, who 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 don't even believe COVID is real. You know, it's a it's amazing to me. Uh, they don't believe COVID is real. They think it's just a strain of the flu, and they, you know, don't think you ought to be vaccinated or wear a mask or do anything. And it's uh, it's really amazing the approach that some people take. But I'm like you. Uh, when Rick Miles said, I'm taking a vaccine, and we had that photo of him on the website of uh, rolling his sleeve up and getting the first vaccine to the hospital, I said, that's good enough for me. So, you know. He's looked, he, uh, he looked at it. Uh, you know, they, they sped the process up. They didn't cut anything down. They just allowed them to do numerous tests at the same time yeah. that you would normally do in order, sequential. Uh, they just did it where you could do this test and this test. They didn't take any shortcuts. Uh, they sped the process. You're about they uh, being the FDA. Uh, the FDA and scientists around the world, not yeah. just uh, American yeah. scientists that, that came up with that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. We are we are where we are, right? But I That's appreciate right. the health department, the work that they've done. And we're joined now by our good friend and one of the hardest working men in the school system is Jackie Grider. Jackie is a, a director of our school safety uh, for the Russell County Schools. And good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, young man. How are you? <laughs> we're good. Buddy. Been doing this a while, haven't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tony and Jeff, thank you all for letting me even allow me to come and, uh, and be a part of the broadcast. But Yes, sir. I have. Uh, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm my 26th year. Uh, probably been inside the school setting. 21 of them. 22 Is there of them. A... Yeah. Whenever they first started back in when Larry Bennett and uh, Mr. Pierce was the. You were the first uh, SRO, right? I went in, yeah. and when I go, sometimes when I go off to training, and when I'm still doing, I did a lot of the SRO advanced things back in the back in the past. And then whenever they did the new school marshal and they knew new legislation all took change, uh, they, uh, of course, mandated I was good because I'd, go, I'd gotten older, a little slower and sluggish and had some health issues. And uh, just it was a good it was good training. I, I'm all about training. Yeah. I'm all about just uh, partnership and up, making it work, getting it done. Uh, making it safe and and getting them educating them sending them home jackie the the state passed a law where you had to have a uh, sro uh in each school but they didn't fund it it's an unfunded mandate russell county doesn't have that problem you have 
officers in every school. That is correct. They they passed that uh, the mandate. It was Max's of, bill, wasn't it? it was Senator it was. Wise, Max it Wise. It was, and they uh, a lot of schools are struggling. A lot. Uh, hopefully, uh, the, the next turnaround, the legislation will maybe look at that and make the thing make things happen. But we are blessed in our county. Uh, we've always uh, uh, had good support. We've always took care of our, our our students, our staff, our communities of just putting us there. They've uh, I went into that setting so twenty some years ago. Uh, it was different coming out of a uh, coming out of a vehicle, uh, chasing tail lights at night, and uh, just kind of responding from county to county. And, and you know, I, I went into that setting thinking that I'm not going to change fifty year old uh, drinkers or uh, people that do criminal. I'm just not going to change those. And and I and I remember when I was growing up, I was kind of a smuck myself a little bit. And, <laughs> I kind of knew that uh, I needed someone to kind of get me back into that. Or I knew of someone. I remember it being at the old country store, and there was an old guy there that rolled up, and he says, uh, he pulls up and says, I hear you're in a little trouble. And I said, I am. And he said, anybody helping you? I said, no, not really. And back then, uh, well, and then it was just, it was different. But he said, he just looks at me, and he, he lived down the road, and he wasn't really a neighbor or anything, but he said, he just told me, he said, uh, you, uh, you're in trouble. I said, yeah, nobody helping you. So anyway, the, catch that story up and not take your time. He just stands and he looks at me. And, and back then, I was a little bit smart aleck and just kind of be, I thought, what are you looking at, old man? And he says, I see something in you. And I, and I, I, I look at him and I said, what? He says, I see something in you. What's it going to take to get you out of trouble? Back And now it's a lot of money, but uh, back then it was a whole lot of money. It was $321.26. He said, I'm going to get you out of trouble. Long story, and he does. And you know what? Started changing my ways, and I thought, you know what? I want to help people. I want to do these things. Because back then, wouldn't trust me to walk across the yard, get their push mower, wouldn't let me in their building. But <laughs> things changed. People took chances on me. I have took that took it and run with it a little bit. And, um, and anyway, just built some trust up, and I just want to do it, be a servant. So many years ago, I took that oath when I took it. I took it with sincerity. Whatever I have to do, I'm, when I strap that gun on in the morning or whenever I, I take off, I may have to take a life or give my life, and that's what I aim to do. And when I watched that from Texas. Uvalde. Yes. When I watched mm. that, you know, I, I, I started watching it when it first happened. I was really interested. And then I got so mad I had to quit. I got frustrated, and a vein popped out in my neck, and it's about the size of my thumb, and I just couldn't handle it. And I, so I've started watching it a little bit more, picking through it. That's just not what we do. That's not what I do. I don't know what You've not I'm, been trained that way. I'm, yes, and that's it, Tony. They, uh, when we're trained to respond, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know that whole picture, but I know the last three weeks, uh, we, they sent us back to, to talk about the specialized training, the SRO1, SRO2, and SRO3. To be an SRO now, you have to meet that criteria through a period of a year to phases. So I finished up my SRO3 this uh this last three weeks just before school started and i'll say this in 26 years of going to in service and and things that i did learn throughout those times some of it was not as important some of it was kind of mickey mouse and some of it was meeting the criteria and checking the box this last week y'all was the most intense the most uh active the most uh in uh aggressive about taking care of kids taking care of staff, making the community know that you're there for a reason and what you will do, and, and hoping the community will not, not watch that, 
situation that happened in Texas and think that's a normal process. Well, the thing is you've seen uh, an increase in intensity and training, and it's pretty clear that's as a result of what happened in Texas. Yes. And, and so hopefully, you know, as unfortunate as that situation is, um, you know, we have to learn from that and we have to train people better. And so you, you are seeing that. You're seeing that here in Kentucky, the training is more intense. It's more important uh, than ever before because people don't want that to happen uh, in Kentucky. Jackie, uh, you do have a, a school resource officer at every school, and a big thanks to Sheriff Derek Polson yes. for his work in helping make that happen. Cities uh, also help, is that uh, correct? The city. And uh, the county all, government. The county, the fiscal courts, all entities are being a part of our, for, for the community to know this, and that's good for them to know. There's a lot of players in this thing as far as just getting us all a little paycheck where we can pay our bills and make those things happen. But they do that because they've got grandchildren. They've got their own families, teachers, uh, uh, their wives, everybody that's connected. it's just big and everybody has a touch in it somewhere and they want to protect it so they're willing to be a part of that and i think that i think community and all the partners and entities that do that because it's just uh it's allowing us to if if need heaven forbid that we'll be able to hopefully uh reduce numbers or take care of a threat you know the the legislature this past uh, session passed a bill uh, which allows school districts to create their own police force. And I saw earlier this week, or maybe last week, uh, Mercer County School District is looking uh, at creating their own police force. Uh, I guess we've all got personal opinions about that. Sure. And I, I, I'm not sure that's the direction we need to go, but... Want to know what your thoughts on that are? Well, for my for my take on that, Mr. Hoover is, or Jeff, they the 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 entities that they create inside the little police departments they make inside kind of hobbles you a little bit too because being deputy sheriff have been for 20, 20 some years with the deputy sheriff have been that long, but if you go in and you make your own uh, uh, your own law enforcement team, you're kind of restricted to that school district area you're kind of hobbled a little bit. So if something happens that trickles outside of that, that you kind of have to call in uh, other other uh, police or other uh, law enforcement to help you do that, which is fine, but it kind of you don't get to start the process and finish the process. Yeah. So I, I think it hobbles you a little bit. Too. Yeah, and so I could give not a specific example, but some general examples that you and I both are aware of. You learn of some information at the yes. Russell County High School, the middle school, or the elementary school. You're a de- sworn deputy sheriff. Yes. You learn of that information, so you go maybe to a particular residence, Tony, out in the county somewhere. Sure. You have the authority to do that because you're a deputy sheriff. So you're following up on that information. You go out in the county. You pursue it um, with your own police force from the school district. As you're saying, Jackie, you're yes. limited. You're limited. Uh, and uh, you can run to the end of the sidewalk, and you got to stop. Yeah, the chain, and, the and, chain catches you. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, <laughs> you know, you just create another uh, level of bureaucracy within sure. the school system. I, uh, we have to take care of kids. We have to protect kids. Whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. and we have yeah. to have security in place. But I don't know that we we need their 
a school district having their own police force. I, I, I'm, that's I, I'm in agreement with that too, yeah. because at one time they talked about it, and, and, and I'm thankful that Derek, well, each each sheriff that we've had throughout the, Mr. Bennett's area all the way through to, to the president of Boston, they've always allowed me to be a part of their team, and they've allowed me the luxury. And also, Mr. Ford, I have to say, is very adamant about just safety. I know education's big, and we that's the focus of getting them in there and teaching them and learning them to be grow up and have a career and be important. And safety is just it just trump it just trumps convenience because we have it's not just about a shooter. It's about the whole it's parking lots. It's about it's about plug-ins. It's electrical. It's about uh, traffic movement. But everybody thinks about just a shooter, you know, mm-hmm. which is which is very detrimental. However. There's a whole lot of things that goes into safety. And Mr. You know, Ford, our, our kids are not going to learn very well if they don't feel safe. They have to feel safe. You know, I think they do some study tests and stuff and that, and they've done them through our schools. And, and the, the, re, the ending statistics of that comes back that they, most students here in our district, not that I'm doing anything heroic, but they say that they're pretty, they're pretty, they feel safe to come to school to learn and stuff. That makes me feel good to get that report back. Uh, we can, we just got to keep moving forward. We got to change with the new times. We got to keep, uh, we're not in the barnyard old days no more. Yeah, Things let, have changed. Let's follow up on that. You, you said safety trumps convenience. convenience. I like that. And we have to keep up with the times. So yes. let's talk about a current situation. And you know what we're going to talk about. But a few months ago, uh, as part of the certification process that the state mandates, uh, we had someone to come. They went through all the school systems with you and did their inspection. And one of the concerning things uh, are issues raised by them. Uh, it's probably Mr. Akers from School Safety or, uh, you know, out of Eastern Kentucky University. But, you know, one of the concerning things was uh, parents or guardians or grandparents, whomever, parking their vehicles an hour before school's out, getting in line to pick up kids. And so you, along with Mr. Ford, presented that information to the school board. A new policy was adopted uh, that you cannot get in line on school property to pick up kids uh, prior to 15 minutes before school being out. Uh, you know, I think everyone knows you. In the past, you passed by Russell Springs Elementary at 1230, and there's people in line to pick up their kids at 230 and just sitting in their cars. And so that policy change has gone into effect. Um, how's it been this week? Well, we, we, we started on Wednesday, and, of course, we, we knew that that was going to be a challenge. Um we try to get it out through just uh, just PA, just through uh, broadcasting it through your station. We appreciate all that because that helps them send that out there to those that listen and uh, send it through an all call, send it through papers, through and home, like all that, just to explain to them that the policy has changed. Uh, it's a safe issue, kind of recommended statewide. Uh, I think I, I think the last safe schools thing I attended through the summer, they was really, really – they. They've been trickling that way for a while. Then I think the Texas thing created a push for that. So uh, got with Mr. Ford. We got we presented it to the board. The board approved it. So so here's where we're at. We're at 15 minutes uh, before it closes. It, and we've tried to convince the community. 
if you if you can hold somewhere or just give yourself time at home, wait. We're not going to leave. Let's leave the, the the students alone in the school. We're going to be there until they each student gets picked up, and it feels like they want to get there, make sure because it's two thirty and everybody's going home. Well, we're we're there. If you will give it just a little time, uh, we'll. Uh, we can get those buses moving from point A to point B, and then you can almost flow in there and just pick it up without even having to sit in your car. If you're lining up on that roadway, that's a federal state highway. Uh, we're not we're not uh, wanting you to do that. We're not encouraging you to do that. And actually, and it probably would be citable uh, if it continues to be an issue. So if you can recondition yourself to make it where you can. Uh, condition yourself to make it work just for your needs, but you can't come in and just hang out and line up. Those days have changed. We're so in- people parking on the shoulder of the roadway, uh, that is illegal. Is that what you're saying? I'm, say- I'm saying it's a traffic violation because okay. you're using that emergency lane and we're- it's not an emergency. I'm, I'm not thinking that you're picking your child up as an emergency because if you can stand back and wait, we we will allow you to pick them up, and they will never be. You'll not be putting putting other drivers at risk, right. and not be putting yourself at risk because we with semis are still trying to get has nothing to do with the school, and you're still sitting on that side of the road. I would only just caution you to be cautious. Tell the community just just don't sit on that roadway because we have a lot of uh, things that come. We got poker runs going to come. I know Jamestown. Is going to be a concern for me because they're they're coming. They've got big boats. We're limited for space down there. We just if you can just condition yourself or reevaluate your situation to make it safer. And, and Jamestown's a little more difficult than Russell Springs because you have to go past the school to turn, you know, or to come up to school to turn in. And uh, the road's road, not as wide. Road's not road's as not wide. Shoulders. Yes. Uh, and uh, you know, I know Wednesday. Cars were backed up bumper to bumper almost to the square trying to get in to pick kids up or whatever. And then there was a bus or two in that line of traffic. So they can't get to point that that's got several students on a hot, maybe a, not all. We only have a few buses that have air conditioning, but they're sitting on a bus on a, and it's hot and quicker we can get them loading, get them off and get them back to you. Uh, but if you're sitting and blocking traffic, they can't, they, that impedes that. If you, I just tell the community if they'll just kind of just re, just look at that situation and and uh, kind of comply with us and uh, so it's a work in progress. You're just asking the community to 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 be patient yes. and and help the school district, help you and the SRO officers uh, uh, work through that. Someone asked me. He said, I think it was first day. Said, how did it go today? Because you always know how that goes. I said, well, it's hard to evaluate it on the first day, but I can tell you. Uh, we never had a wreck. We never had no student or no no staff rode up under a, a vehicle, and we never took a cussing that I know of. <laughs> so I thought we had a pretty decent day, but we, it's hard to evaluate on the first day. It may take us, uh, you know, a few weeks, a, a few weeks yep. three weeks, month, whatever it takes. But uh, it's uh, it's working. Uh, I can only listen. I spent my summer during the, most of my summer. We work on emergency plans, emergency operating things, and. We have plans in place. I can only I can't share a lot of those with the community. I can only tell you that there is a plan, but I can only tell you and let the community know that we're we're responding, 
And that's what we do. And I took that oath many years ago. I'm not going to stand and hold the perimeter. I'm not. I, I'm. Wa- I'm. I'm going to whatever I need to do, whether it uh, is good or bad. But it, my 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 mission is is to make sure that your their students, your little darlings, get from point A home to get back home, get to school, get learned, and get back home. So if you try, I thank you for trusting me. I thank the community for allowing me. They. I, they, I have so, so I get so many phone calls. I have so many parents that will stop and talk, not just to, not brag or boast. They just trust me that much, and I appreciate that. That's well, a you're good a parent feeling. yourself. Your son just graduated. It is. He just uh, he's been, I got uh, he's one in Lindsay and one at Somerset, and they're they're traveling different avenues. But but I do appreciate and I appreciate y'all too because because uh, uh, if we need to get something out, you you get it out there, and I just. Uh, well, I, I want to mm-hmm. share a story with you, and I share it to our listeners this morning uh, because I, I think it shows the trust that parents have in Jackie Grider and in as school resource officer and the trust that they have in, in our SROs taking care of business. But uh, not long ago, I had someone in my office, uh, a young man who had made a mistake, Police had responded. It was a, uh, you know, it was a, a sure. volatile situation. It, uh, a very young man, a student, and um, the parent said to me, "If Jackie Grider would have been the one responding, this wouldn't have got out of control." And I think that's about as good a compliment oh, as uh, as I've heard. And and this this parent was. Very serious, and uh, uh, it just showed the trust they had in you that if this was Jackie Grider responding instead of some other uh, officer, uh, this would have been handled differently and it wouldn't have gotten out of control. That's amazing. And uh, so I share that with you, Jackie, to show, uh, to tell you that that this community uh, appreciates what you do. Thank you. I I try to tell myself every day, I never want to be no better than no one else. I just want to make myself better than I used to be. That's all I want to do. But anyway, I, and I have a lot of people that gets incarcerated that do, they're not bad people. They just make bad choices. But they, they get out and they'll run into me. We'll see them wherever, Walmart, Mighty Dollar, wherever we're at. We're just on, they'll come by, stop and say, hey, you know what? I'm doing better. This is where I went. Thank you for walking me through the system. Thank you. I sh-. And he said, you know, with this, there's no amount of money that will touch that. Oh, you know? yeah. I tell everybody I'm a big titled low-paid hitman's what I am. <laughs> but I say that because I, it, here's the thing. I've went through some changes throughout this whole district, through the, through the sheriff's office and all, with just finances to whatever. That I could have left a long time ago and just and probably ventured a new, a new uh, horizon. I, I enjoy being there. I've, uh, I want to be there. Uh, it's a passion for me, and if you can trust me enough that uh, I'll get them to you and get them back to you, that's what I'll do. Tell us a little bit about your training you just went through. You, you do that yes. active. You do a, you, a lot of active shooter training, right? Yes. This that last third that third SRO, they I spent one day down in Boonesboro all day long, and actually along with uh, it was SROs, and actually is is Troy and Cleet and uh, Mr. Darnell and myself, and they uh, he actually went off. But we spent 
a day at the at the uh, Boonesboro, and we spent three days in the shoot house. Now we show an active uh, we do a vector trainings, and we have an active an hour of active shooter for all of our employees. There's a guy on there that's talking, and he's from Honolulu. He's a black guy. He he served five combat tours. He's bad, y'all. He just does, and he he stayed in the shoot house, and he would do. They did scenarios for us. Uh, like a like a school dance going on and he's an active shooter and he's already in a room and there's gunfire it's dark there's music playing there's small there's fog and smog and we had to respond and whenever he fires the gun it's on so we go in there to a room to find him it's dark he lights us up and he lit a lot of us up but we had it was very intense training but uh i enjoyed it uh, I had to suit up pretty good. Uh, it's simunition. It hurts, but uh, I really, I really learn a lot from how to get into that building. And, and here's the thing: I had to go get him, but he's bad. And, and just to tell a little joke about him, I told him, I said, I wouldn't care. You're interested in being an SRO in Russell County, and he says, Jackie, I'll tell you. He says, I've got five kids of my own. They're all heathens, and I don't even like kids. And he said, But I tell you this: if there's a threat in my school. You better bet I'm coming. He's just that good. But anyway, he was. Uh, but I learned a lot from that training. But now uh, I hope they continue on with the trainings too. But our, our compliance officer, I have to meet that. And I know y'all, I'm running out of time. But I wanted Mr. Uh, Mr. Ford to kind of he and I talked. When you come as a parent to pick up a student, just check with our. Uh, if you're coming through the high school, middle school, check with our letter guard shack guy. Know in the system. There you'll be uh, your the student's name will be in the system, but when you come in, you'll have to show ID. That's a new that's something new that's came down. Show an ID to make sure you who you are. They will look into the system and make sure that that you're allowed to be on the pickup and you're allowed to get that student. And you have they'll give you a little exit pass. It's a piece of paper. It just tells the student's name and this. And Tony, you've done this many times uh, and very compliant. You just follow the rules. That's what we do. But they uh, you'll get it. And before you get out that gate with Mr. Burton, you'll have to give that exit pass, and we're going to kind of make it inconvenient for you, and we're going to say, listen, you, I need that piece of paper, because mm -hmm. that way we know that you have went through the first check, and you have went through the whole complete check, and the ending check will be where he takes that piece of paper and checks you off as you leave out that gate. So... Hopefully, the people uh, having a little bit issue, sometimes they won't bring their ID. So if the community's listening, please bring your ID or some type of a driver's license. Or if they don't know you, I mean, We're not going to release that student to you. Even though you've been with them for 20 years, we want to make sure that we're putting them in the right hands. So if the community is listening, I want them to know that have your ID ready because it makes it easier and quicker instead of going back, save you a trip back to the vehicle or back to the house. Jackie, you just you just watched all of that Uvalde tape. I did. Uh, I know you were pretty, when we talked about this. Well, I, picked, uh, I picked through it. I, I look at that. And what, what were your thoughts? If we have a shooter in a school here, if somebody gets in, God forbid. Absolutely. You won't be, there won't be no 72 minute waits. <laughs> I, it, you know, I, and I was telling Kim and Sean and Derek out front was talking when Miss Shirley was talking. I, I, when I watched that, and, and I say this out of respect, it looked like a bunch of police going to a barbecue. It looked like they was waiting to get their sandwich. And I'm thinking, I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm still in shock. I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking at that and thinking that, you know, I watch a guy go down and he comes back and I watch another guy go down and he comes back and there's live gunfire and all. 
that's just not what we do, especially with all the technology and stuff, the tools and the belt that we have. We just take care of business. Listen, that's where I go back to that oath. It may, we may lose some blue lives, but we may reduce the numbers inside. That's our mission. And the thing that's coming out about Uvalde is the lack of training that those officers had and that that city provided. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I share your frustration and really your dismay that how yeah, that could happen. It is. And, I, and, and when I watch it, I've seen a lady come out of, the war, out of a field that's working in the hot sun and gets her vehicle closer than the police vehicle and gets in the building. And get you know they I just it just blows my mind that I don't know I'm I'm mixed I'm not there I don't want to say that the brotherhood didn't work but we need more we need but you're ready if that situation happens you know what you're going to do I think training and backbone yeah a little yeah, backbone yeah yeah Jackie, Jackie one, one, Jeff ahead. one thing somebody sent me a message here and said Jackie Ryder is the best he has been uh, my daughter's biggest mentor he told her the story how the guy helped him and. Uh, they just want you to know that you're such a blessing to the community. And they said, thank you, Jackie, for loving and protecting our students. And that's from a Russell County High School parent. So, that ought to make you feel lot. good, buddy. <laughs> means well, we, a lot. We appreciate Jackie Grider. He is the head of security and school resource officers for Russell County. And uh, as both Tony and I have shared stories, uh, uh, very trusted and dependable and we appreciate what he does every single day and the passion that he has. Going to be working tonight at the football game. Keep it secure. Be there. Go, go Lakers. Now, now, you went to school in Dare County, but yep. you're, you're, you've are you been over I'm, here so long. I'm not, I'm tr- I changed over. Yep. It's like switching you're parties, right? <laughs> yep. Jackie Grider, thank you so much for I being here. Y'all. We thank appreciate y'all. you thank very you, much. Tony, tonight, 7 o'clock kickoff, 6.30 pregame. Um, Going to be there. I'm getting pumped up already. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, Jeff. Looking forward to our, our new broadcast team and uh, just bringing it to you. We want you to come in person, and you can listen to it. Uh, you know, just get the app on your phone. You can listen to us while you're at the game if you want to keep up with it and get the stats. Uh, but if you can't be there, we're going to be there. And, of course, uh, first part of the season, we're going to be at home a lot. Four of the first five games are here. Four of the last five games are on the road. It's a little – that schedule's – yeah. It's, it, and but, talking uh, about the app, folks, just download the app. Uh, if you have an iPhone, just go to the App Store, type in Laker Country. If you have an Android, uh, you go to Google Play, type in Laker Country. The app is absolutely free. It's uh, – uh, wherever you have your phone, you can listen to Lake Jeff, it still amazes me. And you, you'll get messages during the game. Somebody be in Florida on vacation yeah. and their grandkids are playing and they'll send you a message. Yeah. And, uh, had one from Germany one time, yeah. you know, had some people uh, in the service and that yeah. that's really, it makes you pause. Yeah. You know, I get uh, messages all the time, uh, from folks. Uh, thank you for, for the app and for live streaming. I mean, even all things Russell, you know, Tony, we get uh, messages all the time from, Folks who no longer live in Russell County are somewhere else, but they love the program and and they listen. On you know, if you the, go anywhere, go on vacation, or have to go to a meeting, or out of town, it's pretty cool. To get up and listen to the news. Yeah. Check. yeah. People ask me, so what are you doing? I say I'm listening to the news from home, seeing who's seeing what's going on. Yeah. H.K. Cooper sent me a message not uh, maybe a year or so ago. His daughter at that time lived in Denver. He said. Hoover, I'm listening to Laker Country News uh, in downtown Denver, you know. So, um, Tony, look forward to tonight. Folks, be sure and tune in. That's going to do it for our program today. 
Thanks to our guests, Shirley Robertson-Dalton with Lake Cumberland District Health Department and Jackie Greiner, School Resource Officer here in Russell County. For Tony Kerr, I'm Jeff Hoover. Have a great weekend, everyone. Go Lakers.